Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the Mountain Buck Monday series of the podcast. And on this podcast, I will be sharing a Mountain Buck story from one of our listeners and uh, do a quick and dirty overview of creating a bulletproof hunt plan for DIY out-of-state whitetail hunts. Mountain Buck Monday episodes will be released on Mondays throughout deer season covering a specific topic in a short, to-the-point manner. You can also find these topics covered in these podcasts in written form over at freerangeamerican.us. It might take a few weeks or so for some of these to get up on their website, but they will be up there shortly. So Free Range American is um, is owned by Black Rifle Coffee, and they have a lot of really good stuff there. So definitely go over and subscribe for some of my work, as well as a lot of other very talented writers. So this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge, and the Spartan Forge app is available soon. It should be available at any time now, and uh, having some issues with the app store there. But you'll have mapping, you'll have AI data, so you have artificial intelligence data. You're going to have so many different things packed into one app for a very, very low rate compared to a lot of the competitors. And if you use the code East Meets West, you'll save 25%. And you can get more information at SpartanForge.ai. Tethered is a company founded on the principles of educating the hunting community on saddle hunting while creating the most innovative, lightweight, safe products for saddle hunting. Head over to tetherednation.com to check out more of what they have to offer and to learn about saddle hunting. Maven is building the highest quality optics at half the price of their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model, and they just want to create the best optics for the job, period. If you want to check out some of Maven's options over on their website and you decide that you want to give them a shot, use the coupon code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT. You get a free gift with any full-price optics order at mavenbuilt.com. And last but not least, Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. And if you join the Go Wild app today, you get 10 bucks just given to you to spend on gear in their gear shop just for setting up the account. And you can check out my gear list under my profile there, which is just under my name, Bo Martonic. And if you use the code East Meets West, you'll save 10% off of all hunting gear that's on their website. So definitely check that out, download the app, and uh, yeah. So this week's Mountain Buck Monday story comes from Adam Tucker, and this is a really cool story. So Adam said, I had the best season of my life hunting in North the North Georgia mountains last year. On November 28th, I was hunting in a remote area on public land and harvested this beautiful nine point. Seeing he had a broken tine, I knew there was probably another big buck in there. I hunted it really hard without seeing a buck until I got COVID-19 on December 20th. While I was out of work for being sick, I harvested this eight point with a broken tine on December 23rd. He showed up in the same spot around the same time as my nine point did, which was 9.30 a.m. Good bucks are very hard to come by where I hunt. It was a season I'll never forget. Adam definitely worked his butt off to be able to have these opportunities. And, and if you head over to um, East Meets West Hunt on Instagram and East Meets West Outdoors on Facebook, you can check out the photos of both these bucks. 
So congratulations to Adam. It's awesome. I'm glad you shared that story with me. And anybody else has some Mountain Buck Monday stories, they're starting to flow in again pretty heavy. So send them in and I'll share them in the order that I receive them. So love sharing these stories. All right, so jump into today's topic. Traveling to hunt whitetails is really a pretty incredible way to experience new places, chase bigger deer, and have a great time with your friends and really just overall grow as a whitetail hunter. So I started traveling to hunt in 2014 when I first went to Ohio with my dad and some friends and honestly haven't taken my foot off the gas ever since. Hunting your back 40 or any public land close to home is is great, but I feel like I've become a better hunter as a result of traveling to other states and figuring things out for the first time. Traveling across state lines requires some more planning than your typical backyard hunt, but it, it can be stressful going to a brand new place a long way from home for you know a week at a time. So going on an out-of-state DIY whitetail hunt will, without a doubt, result in some misfortunes and uh, unplanned events at some point. So situations with hunting pressure, low deer density, quality of deer, weather, and so on will become will come up like <laughs> more often than you'd like. And the most successful hunters, they find ways around these obstacles. And I've found that being organized with my gear and having a solid hunt plan reduces stress and helps me adapt on the fly with ease. So Creating a hunt plan will not only keep you organized, but it will also become a blueprint for your hunt itself. And I create hunt plans for all of my hunts, whether it's a western elk hunt or whitetail hunt and really anything in between. And hunt plans can be as simple or as detailed as you'd like, but in my opinion, they should have some key components for success. So when it comes to an out-of-state hunt, I think you should choose three to five larger areas that are your focal points. So for example, you have, say you're going to hunt Southern Ohio and you're going to choose, you know, this state forest, this state forest, this national forest, or maybe the forest is so big that you can choose. There's two larger areas within it. But anyways, you want to have three to five areas as your focal points. And you can find these areas, these places by aerial scouting on the Spartan Forge app or other mapping applications, and even better by getting boots on the ground scouting. And like I said, they can be state forests, national forests, private lands that are open to public hunting, which I've found to be really great in some of these out-of-state hunts, or multiple private properties that you've gained access to. Some people have leases or get permission, which seems to be harder to come by, but whatever it is, creating a hunt plan can help you with that. So while e-scouting these locations, it's important to mark the waypoints of access locations, campgrounds, food sources, pinch points, terrain features, and really any other key areas of interest. Typical e-scouting stuff, so I'm, it's pretty standard, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that in, in this episode, But where you find success in your planning is not just by marking that stuff in your app, which is super important, but also adding this information into Google Docs or a Microsoft Word document that you can save for offline use and print out to keep with you. So this is how I break up the the document with the following components within it. So I'll start off by 
each hunting area will have these components under it. So as I said, there's three to five uh, that that I'll have, and then underneath it, I'll have uh, an option like or a section that says places to stay. So your place to sleep at night will depend on your budget and also the experience you're looking for. These locations can be a hotel, they can be an Airbnb cabin, a campground with electric hookups for your camper, or a primitive campsite to set up your tent, you know, whether that be truck camping or backpacking in. Um, so under that places to stay, you want to log the address or any other relevant information needed for that specific location. And if you're going the luxury, the luxurious route of a hotel, uh, the Airbnb or campground, make sure you have all those details ironed out well ahead of time and have these places booked, never assuming that they will have the availability. The next section I'll have is specific hunting locations. So within the larger hunting area, you break down these key areas of interest that you want to scout or hunt. So using the three to five location rule of thumb is also applicable to specific locations as well. This can be a description rather than writing down grid coordinates. So you have the grid coordinates, you know, in your mapping application, but this is where you list these in order of priority and importance. So when you're actively hunting and uh, you need to change a pace, it will take the guesswork out of where you're going to go next. Things will come up that might change this priority, but it'll at least give you that framework necessary to have multiple options. So within that specific hunting location, you can log any pertinent details that might be easy to forget from your e-scouting that you did you know, months prior. So some of the details uh, can include food sources. So you know any crop fields that might be on some of the lower private grounds, food plots, logging cuts, oak flats, um, and then bedding areas, you know, could be thickets that you can identify in the map, points of ridges, additional cover. Um, and then potential setups or areas to check out based on wind direction. So I'll have that wind direction information in there and what I'm assuming. So pinch points, travel routes, community scrapes. That's if you get boots on the ground and you can find those vegetation and train edges and then access points and routes. So how will you enter and leave these areas? Make sure you have that kind of planned out ahead of time and then plans to scout or hunt. So any additional notes on your strategy to hunt and scout the area. So after repeating these notes for all of your hunting areas, you'll have a solid framework to your actual hunt plan. And the next step is to create an important address list that you can keep in your hunt plan, in your truck, and I keep it also in my first aid kit. So your important address list should include at a minimum, the nearest hospital and urgent care. So this is always at the top of my list. And although you hope to never need it, it's better to have it than not. So as some of you may know, on my recent mule deer hunt in Colorado, unfortunately I had to refer to this list to find a nearest hospital. The next is nearest food and grocery stores. So whether it's needing groceries for camp or to find a place to celebrate killing a buck with a cold beer and some cheap wings, You'll need to know where the nearest food and grocery stores are. And if you really like celebrating, it might not be a bad idea to uh, list the liquor store as well. The next one would be butcher shops. So I found that butcher shops don't always have that their businesses on Google and they can be tough to find online. So 
utilize a local taxidermist to help you locate a butcher shop because many times the butcher shops will let you rent cooler space even if you want to process your own game meat at home. So it's a good idea to have that as a backup plan even if you plan on doing all the work yourself. And then the next one is taxidermist. So with CWD regulations restricting what you can take back across state lines, having a taxidermist at the ready is a pretty good idea. I would recommend calling them ahead of time and getting their cell phone number. Many times they are hunters themselves and will be out in the woods at the same time you are. So being able to text or call them can really help streamline that process. So if you have a taxidermist back home that you prefer, many of the taxidermists can still help you prepare the cape, the skull, and whatever else is needed to take that back home with you. And the next one is gas stations. So depending on the remoteness of your hunting area, gas stations may not necessarily be around every corner. So listing the nearest gas stations and their addresses will ensure that you're not driving in the wrong direction with that uh, precious last gallons of fuel that you have. And then the next one on my list of important addresses is hotels. So even if you're camping, Sometimes a hot shower and a recharge in a somewhat comfy bed will bring up your spirits enough to keep pushing until that final bell rings of your hunt. So having that listed is um, is something I always like to put on there. Laundromat. So scent control is important with in the whitetail woods, and after days of hunting and camp and camping, you'll probably start to ripen a little bit and. So bring your quarters and uh, utilize a local laundromat at night. And if you're lucky, they might even have a shower too. And and, uh, this is on elk hunt, but in Idaho, the one laundromat that we used had uh, showers that you could put quarters into it and get a nice, like it was like a three minute shower. So bring a lot of quarters, but it was, it was nice to be able to have that. Emergency contacts. So list your own personal emergency contacts here with their phone numbers so that your hunting partners can call if things go haywire and somehow something happened to you and it needs to be straightforward, easy them for them to follow. And <clears throat> it's just a, a good thing to add in there. Like I said, I keep keep this list of important contacts in my truck, in my first aid kit, and then with my hunt plan um, in either my backpack or wherever else I might be keeping that at. So with smartphones, I feel people have kind of become lazy with their planning. So you can look anything up on the fly at any time. And that's all fine and dandy until you don't have cell service. In this case, the old-fashioned way of writing things down will make things much easier. Hunts rarely go as planned, so having that bulletproof hunt plan will leave you feeling confident about the roadblocks and allow you to focus on accomplishing your goal. Well, I hope that uh, topic was helpful. And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. Probably the best way to, to get at me is through my email, which is just bo at eastmeetswesthunt.com. Go over, sign up for the email list there and um, shoot me shoot me an email if you have any questions or just share your own thoughts on creating a bulletproof hunt plan. I'd always am trying to make my own better and would love to hear some of your ideas. So. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.